Welcome to Sinner's Take, another Catholic guys podcast of which we have the least control. I'm Alec. Hi, I'm Eddie. And today we're going to be talking about not being in control. Talking about control today. Remote control. Uh, helicopters. Control. <laughs> RC cars. Uh, control C, Control V. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, uh, but it actually kind of came up because uh, Bobby shared with me a Babylon B article. Which, if any of you guys have never heard of Babylon B, you should check it out. They're super funny. Um, it's like a, a maybe you've heard of the Onion, which is like a fake news organization that makes articles that are like a joke, uh, usually satirical and poking fun at the way the world is and things that are going on. But this is uh, more from a Christian perspective, so there's some pretty funny stuff. They they definitely know how to walk that line, I think. Uh, so I check them out, Babylon B, uh, B as in B-E-E, Babylon as in Babylon. Um, <laughs> but there is a, there's a funny one. Honestly, you don't even need to read the articles. You just need to read the titles because they're always... They're For a long time, funny. I didn't even know they had articles. I thought they were just funny titles. <laughs> um, secretly, Bobby actually wants to work for Babylon B. So uh, if you're, if anybody from Babylon B is uh, <laughs> listening to this, reach out to Bobby. Also, thanks for your sponsorship. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Not sponsored. Uh, this is the title of the article. We could say, uh, I'll say it real quick. It says, Christian briefly considers placing hope in God after Supreme Court lets him down again. <laughs> and this is, I think, there's a lot that we that we can talk about. We saw this and we thought there were, there's a lot of things that we can talk about regarding control I think this is a good jumping off point because uh, it is obviously funny because people don't actually have hope in God, you know, and we, we, we place hope in our government or another government or, you know, people as opposed to God or ourselves or ourselves. That's a big one. Yeah. First thoughts. First thoughts. Yeah. I, I laughed when you sent me this because I love that it's briefly considers because it's just so out there to actually even do it that even just the thought of it was brief and not even giving it a shot. But yeah, I mean, that's so much of good comedy is just a commentary kind of stuff you don't want to say to yourself. And how much do I actually put hope in him? Yeah. Versus what I say. I'll read a couple of pull quotes from it. It says, uh, I'm crushed. Uh, he says, I gave my everything to the Supreme Court. My votes, my allegiance, and my everlasting hope have for years been dutifully placed at the feet of the nine-robed mystics in charge of America's moral law. That they would betray my trust like this is devastating. <laughs> um, and then later on, it goes on to say that uh, a Christian pastor says, leading Christian theologians all agree that a conservative Supreme Court majority is the key to spiritual revival in America. And that's obviously, it's just so funny because whether or not people actually want to admit that they they legitimately get so caught up and i mean i do too right we get so caught up in the in politics oftentimes that we actually think that if so and so gets elected or if so and so's appointed to the supreme court or if the senate majority is goes one way or the other like the moral fabric of the world is going to fall apart and i understand that there are consequences to these kinds of things but I mean, Christianity arose in, in a, during a time of great corruption in you know the Roman Empire, and there was a lot of bad things going on then. There's still a lot of bad things going on now in governments, and I, I've, I've long had the belief that like the Bible and Christianity and Catholicism is not just supposed to be like on par with your political view. It's not supposed to be 
uh, this mindset of I use my faith to justify my politics over the fact of like finding the truth of matters. Yeah, the, the politics is more temporal and your faith is not constricted or is not restricted to the causes and effects of this world. It is more ultimate than that, whereas politics is just what's happening right here and now. But if you really believe in the idea of like eternal life and salvation, then it's easier to to not require as much from politics and things, which sounds dangerous because we don't want to just resign ourselves from what's happening here, but to keep in mind the ultimate end of things versus what's going on right here and now. Yeah, and we usually don't talk too much about politics. We're going to move on from politics in, in just yeah. a minute. But I mean, I, th I do think it's important to say that, you know, if you find yourself, like I said, using your faith to justify some sort of political belief, or if you find yourself defending um, something that clearly goes against Catholic social teaching and Catholic morality because you're afraid of like disaligning yourself with one particular political party, like you're doing your faith wrong. You're just, you're doing it wrong. And, you know, there, you should not be afraid to stand up to, uh, and anything. And, and the fact of the matter on both sides of the political spectrum, there are plenty of things that are contrary to um, what we believe as Catholics and to like tiptoe around. Like, I just want to pretend like that's not there because I, and I understand that sooner or later you need to, when, especially when it comes to voting, you know, you need to make a decision and based off of your informed conscience, make a moral decision for what you think is the best thing to vote for. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so what I was, I think what I was trying to say maybe in a more succinct way is the idea of Worthship. How did you know? <laughs> yes, the idea of worthship, worship, and what do you place high uh, of highest value? In which value is the highest? <laughs> and what do you place highest value on? On what do you place highest value? Yes. Um, and I think that going back to being in control, do we really put our value and our hope and our trust in God? Or is that like something that comforts us in the background, but really we're trusting ourselves and the people around us to be in control? Yeah. And I I think a lot of it with the whole control thing, I think we have been spoiled a little bit in as a society. You know, I, I think about a lot that people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like my government's doing this. Well, like throughout almost all of human history, governments have not treated the average person very well you know in almost no parts of human history was like a peasant or a farmer or a poor person did they have the ability to change anything at all like did they even have a platform like at least like everybody has twitter now right and like anybody has a chance of becoming viral and like having the actual ability to reach thousands if not hundreds of thousands if not millions of people is at technically at the grasp of everybody you know obviously there's complications with that but it is possible so that is something that did not exist for people. So we're used to being able to make a change. We're used to being able to uh, be in control of situations. And I think, personally, I think that, you know, kind of our world state right now and all this madness and a lot of stuff's going on and then it all kind of comes to uh, a point with the coronavirus on top of all of it. It's really kind of thrown a lot of people off for what was probably pretty normal for you know, I mean, I, I think like what was what was probably going through people's heads when the plague happened and, you know, and and there wasn't like an, a website that they could go on and have daily updates for how people are doing with it and how many people are dying from it and what you can do to prevent it. 
uh, you were just like living your life and then you and people around you just started dying. So what, what is otherwise like almost business as usual for humans is uh, not, it's something that we're not comfortable with at all. And we, we were used to being in control. I mean, and I even think to not even just the plague, but if you were, even if you, even if you were a king, right? I, I forget where I first heard this quote, but I think it's very profound, right? A king couldn't control the temperature of his castle. But right now we're sitting here, it's, you know, 95 degrees outside where we are and we're sitting in air conditioning and it feels pretty good. And like a king didn't have that capability. He, it was hot and he, it was going to be hot because the weather was hot or it was going to be cold because the weather was cold. They didn't, even the richest people in the land could not have that power that even almost all people, at least in America, have now. You know, and like peasants, you would wake up and maybe your village was getting raided by another army and everybody in your village died. And they stole it. And if you lived, everything was destroyed or a famine happened and you lost all your food. And so we and not to say that we don't need to care for the poor, but like even like probably the, you know, some of the most poor people in America have had better lives. And I, I don't want to sound insensitive with it, but have had better lives than poor people in the past have had and have had more control over their lives than people in the past have had where uh, they're not living day to day in fear of sickness, of in fear of invasion and fear of famine and there weren't programs designed to be helping those people you know and with all of this we want to be extra sensitive and i know that there are people who aren't being reached uh, but there are efforts being made that i don't know existed yeah until pretty recently and the platform for it to be even heard right to, to even know and again we need to do everything because we have all these abilities now and we have these things like we need to be doing everything we can to get all like to create the best possible world for people to live in as possible. And any negligence of that is a very serious offense. But I do think we are a little spoiled in our, in a, especially here in America and especially like myself, you know, being thrust into the situation has really kind of forced me to reevaluate where am I placing my, my hope? What am I really putting as my number one, as far as worship goes? And what do I think? Like, who do I, th who's in charge here? You know? And, <laughs> I think a lot of times it. I think we think it's me. I don't think it's you. I never <laughs> think it's you. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel in charge? <laughs> Bane had the That's right idea. We'll you see, I'm with that. Bane here. <laughs> Personally, I think it's just kind of funny too, because you know, going back to the article where it's like, how could I? I've placed my trust in the Supreme Court, and how could they let me down again? Or how could, you know, how could this happen? Or how? And we think about it. I campaigned for this person for so long and they lost or like this person who I voted for did something that is letting me down. And it, sometimes we just need to sit there and be like, yes, like, of course, of course they did. Right. Of course this happened. Or even with things like sickness, it's like this sickness is happening. Right. And people aren't handling it well and people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing and it's spreading or whatever it might be. Yeah. Like also that is going to happen. And we get, we get so let down by these institutions that were never designed. I mean, ideally they were designed, but like never promised in the reality of things that like were going to meet your every need, right? There's never been a society that like was perfect. There's never been a person who's perfect and people are always gonna let us down. So it's, it's you know, I think, and I think that's what the, the brilliance of Babylon B where it's like, it's funny because we, we, we really get so offended when these bad things happen, when it's like, we're the only one who we know ultimately won't let us down is God, but we don't like accept that. 
Yeah, I love that phrasing of we're disappointed for, for not getting things that weren't even promised. And so much of it is about expectations. And I think this is where we've probably talked about before the... I think this is one thing that I appreciate from the Buddhist tradition is they really take detachment seriously and managing of expectations seriously. Because I think we have pretty high expectations and then we're surprised when they don't come to fruition. And it's interesting for me, you know, death is promised, but it always comes as a surprise. Yeah. And it's hard it's such a hard thing to talk about and experience secondhand, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we need third to prepare. Or, you're like, like third or fourth time you, it starts <laughs> to become normal for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a real thing, and I don't know how many of us address it, and I think this is something that is making us face that. And it's easy to... Uh, there's uh, My brother always says, it's hard to make time for things you're avoiding. <laughs> and so... You know, we're, we're, we avoid the hard conversations and the, the difficult realities that we probably should be expecting instead of expecting them not to happen. But now we're having to face that. And yeah. that lack of control of being able to push it away is hard. Yeah. Life is fragile. People are going to disappoint you. Institutions are going to do things that you disagree with. That's life. That's human experience. Um, it's just, I think it, a lot of it's coming up right now. There's a lot of stuff coming up right now, uh, and we don't know how to handle it. And we have our hope. I we have our hope placed in the wrong place. And going with our expectations. So I think uh, going to the the Our Father, we say, "Thy will be done." Who's thy? <laughs> thy. Thy will be done. Uh, like do baby. we? <laughs> That's a funny shirt Shout idea. Shout out to our episode Leg Day of Prayer. Yeah. That's a. Dude, that'd be a funny shirt. Thigh will be done. And it's a guy doing squats. Don't forget leg day. That's a good graphic tee right That's there. That's a verbal trademark. That's a ver- <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you better leave that in, by the way, when you edit this. I was going to cut it out. <laughs> no, you better leave that in. It will. I'll leave all this in now. Um, but with thy will be done, it makes me think of, I we've joked about it, but with Man for All Seasons, when the king writes a piece of music and he asks uh, Thomas, he says, what did you think about that music? Uh, Thomas says, I liked the music, but I should let you know that my taste in music is has a reputation for being terrible. And King says, nonsense. You have a terrific taste in music. It coincides exactly with my own. And <laughs> I think we treat god's will that way too where it's like god let your will be done as long as it's the same as what i want yeah you know god i said let your will be done and you didn't give me what i wanted <laughs> <laughs> what up with that man that was a painful realization for my own i remember it's my own fault because like for most of my youth i would always everything i prayed about was girls and it just like didn't work out for a while and i just remember like one time i was praying about something and it was like, I, I, there's something didn't go the way I wanted it to. And I was just sitting in the chapel. I was like, I was like, God, not taking his name in, like speaking directly to him. I was like, God, is my will really that bad that everything that I want, you don't want? <laughs> uh, but you know that, and there's a whole, there's a whole of blessing. Of course he in said that. yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yes. What don't you get about that? Yeah. Yes. Your will is that bad. <laughs> Fix your will. <laughs> 
And it's also the trust of that he can still make good of things. You know, if we're trying to force our own will, it's never too late to give up that trust in him and let him make good of it. Whether the decisions you've made so far were in line with his will or not, he'll take us from wherever we are. Because I, I think there's a problem with... What's the word? I honestly forgot it. You told me before we started recording and I forgot it. Platitudes? Platitude. Yeah. Platitude is a word that means something that sounds good but doesn't really mean anything because it's overused and also it's just... I'm trying to think of something that, uh, you know, the only way to get through it is to get through it. People Everything say that. happens for Everything a reason. Everything happens for a reason. All these things that, like, we just say that because we don't really have anything else to say. Um, and I think that, like, oh, my, I place my hope in God. I feel like people think of that, but they don't actually mean it. Kind of like everything we talked about. It's like, oh, my gosh, I, God, I told you I placed my hope in you. And then, like, you didn't even do what I wanted you to do. And, like, it didn't work out the way I wanted to when I wanted to. So, clearly, you must not be real. Or, clearly, you must something there's a disconnect here you know because i'm super holy and what i want is what you want obviously <laughs> but i think uh I, I i think of the office episode where uh dwight angela breaks up with dwight spoiler alert <laughs> um and spoiler alert they're dating and then they break up <laughs> uh because he euthanizes her cat and he's trying to talk to phyllis about like how to get her back essentially and phyllis recommends that he, he does an ultimatum and if she says no after that then you ha kind of have to move on and so he does the ultimatum thinking that it's gonna work and then it doesn't work so he goes to phyllis again he's like it didn't work what do we do next and she's like you have to move on and he's like okay i moved on now how do i get her back <laughs> and phyllis is like well you don't get her back and, and then he gets mad and yep. says mean things to her but i think that's what it is it's like all right god i place my hope in you but like now can I have what I want? Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, God, I place my hope in you. But like, now can the coronavirus be over? Yeah. Like, I place my hope in you. Now can the government function the way that I think they should? And uh, we don't get it both ways. We don't get to have our hope in God and also like want to do our own thing all the time. I love that example. And even if you don't know who any of those people are or what the office is, I hope it still made sense. I think it does. If you don't watch the office, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, but one quote that I have seen often attributed to St. Ignatius, and I don't know if it's exactly right, and we'll get into another quote that I think is maybe a little more accurate and what it's based on, but it says, to the effect of act as though everything depended on you, pray as if everything depended on God. Mm -hmm. That sounds to me that like one of those situations where he probably said, and you'll probably have it with the long quote, it probably sounds a lot better, but like, it sounds like one of those things where he said something kind of like that. And then people narrowed it, narrowed it, narrowed it until like, tried to spark notes it with that. <laughs> and I think something's lost along the way because I think there's definitely some, some truth that you, people who live that way, probably you can live a pretty good life and a pretty faithful life. But I do, I risk that. I think it has flaws for sure. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, because I don't want there to be a piece of me that doesn't believe that it depends on God because it's not up to me and my actions, whatever it is. So, okay, I can act. Well, what does it mean to act as though it depends on me? Do I really believe my actions should be affected by my belief that it depends on him? So if I'm acting as if it's up to me, I mean, actions and beliefs, at least hopefully, but tend to be pretty intertwined. So if you're not acting in a way that does depend on God, I think you're going to run into faulty beliefs. Yeah. 
I, I yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think there is a level of pride that lingers in there, right? And I think that the you run the risk of having like I pray like I like I believe in God. Run, runs the risk of becoming a platitude, becoming everything we just said because you're like I pray to God and like like that's my like ace in the hole maybe but really i'm gonna do everything myself and i think of you know it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me and i think that that's like pretty key when it comes to this that because even when you are acting you can't act on your own you everything good that you do you're operating with god so but that being said i think it is important to put to put the onus on action on yourself and but it's kind of a double-sided coin too because it's like because with for example the coronavirus like even if we, you can go, we can disagree or whatever, and people can have disagreement and debate on whether or not it should be allowed by the government to mandate that like something happens, like your business shuts down or you have to wear a mask or whatever it is. Um, and I think that that's a very American ideal that's being put under pressure. But out of charity, you should wear a mask, right? Out of love for your neighbor. Even, again, people might, will argue that it's not effective or whatever, and we don't know, but like it's not that inconvenient. So out of charity, I would say in love for... Your neighbor you should do what you can so it's like you're responsible for that act but other than that really there's nothing really we can do about this right so the whole like act as though everything depended on you i think that part of the reason why i have had a really hard time during this quarantine and virus situation is because there's so little i can do um for the state of the country and for the state of the church even where it's like like i disagree a lot with how some bishops and how some priests handle it right and i i I think also some people are handling it super amazingly, but there's nothing I can really do about it, right? Like, yes, I can petition every single person in the whole church to do whatever it is, but a lot of it comes down to it's out of my control. And it kind of goes back to that whole peasant thing where like, I feel like a lot of it's out of my power. And by following that quote, maybe too much, I think it may cause you to spin a little bit in like, why well, can't do anything, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like what you said about doing it out of charity if we're unsure whether or not the masks work and but if you're frustrated that there feels like there's nothing you can do then you should wear a mask because it might be something that you could do it's a way that you could potentially be helping but i think this for me makes me think of the relationship between faith and works versus faith alone Mm. and how we're saved because it's a difficult thing how do you reconcile that your salvation is not dependent on you but the idea that faith without works is dead. So like I have to do something to be saved, but also no matter what I do, it's not up to me to be saved. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that'll get theologians debating for a long time, right? I mean, because they have been debating for a long time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it is, and I think you can apply it to situations like this. Like how do I genuinely place all my hope in God no matter what? but then also am responsible for my own actions. Yeah, because it's not just licensed to, cool, it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. We still have to be acting and trying according to the spirit and our conscience and as best as we can. So I think it's, there's so much about it that has to do with our intention. And again, I'm going to keep plugging man for all seasons because this is one thing that he says uh, when when he's asked to go along with his buddy, he says, won't you come with me for fellowship? And Thomas says, when you go to heaven for following your conscience and I go to hell for not following mine, will you come with me for fellowship? And it's just so good. We have to act 
as well as we can. And I think God sees our intentions and that we're trying to live according to his will, but that it's not our responsibility to save ourselves, save anyone else, or anything along those lines. So thankfully, we do have something from St. Ignatius that does feel a little more spiritually sound. Uh, It's a little bit longer, but it's not too long, so bear with me. He says, I consider it an error to trust and hope in any means or efforts in themselves alone. Nor do I consider it a safe path to trust the whole matter to God our Lord without desiring to help myself by what he has given me. So that it seems to me in our Lord that I ought to make use of both parts, desiring in all things his greater praise and glory and nothing else. I think that the key there is I don't put my whole trust in him unless I am willing to do what he has called me to do. I think that that, that's key. Right. And the distinction of by what he has given me. Yeah. So it's not our acting necessarily. It's almost allowing him to act through us. Oh, yes. That is good. Okay. (laughs) Because, dang, say Ignatius, speak to my heart. That's good because it's only what he has given to you specifically. So I do have my hope in God that this is going to work out. You know, just take, take the coronavirus, for example. So I do have hope in God that this is going to work out. There's not much I can do about it. But everything that I can do, i.e. doing my best to ensure the safety of other people, I will do because he has given that to me. And even if it's small, therefore I can have my hope in God. That's good. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So for your penance after listening to this episode, you are not allowed to use any remote controls for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) No light switches, no anything. Yeah. Um, But that's pretty much all I've got. I got nothing else to say, but technically you are the one who is in control of whether or not you stop the recording. So, Mwahaha. <laughs> yeah, but pray, pray about where, really be honest with yourself. What are your expectations and where are you putting your trust? And now watch as Eddie puts his trust in me and I don't stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> From all of us here at Sinner's Take, uh, you'll hear us in the next one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. I'm going to the kitchen. Do you need anything? I'm good. I'll just be here.